This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. It's football time in the bluegrass, Derek. It is. Spring football uh, is finally here today. Depending on what time you're listening to this, you will uh, have either heard from Mark Stoops or you will hear from Mark Stoops. Um the head man of the Kentucky Wildcats, who will be entering his ninth season. Kind of hard to believe, Sean, that he's been here for nine years now. Uh, but this is a season that uh, will be hyped up for sure uh, with the new offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen, who you will hear from in this episode. This is one we've been holding on to for a while, Sean. We wanted to get this Blue Wire pod transition taken care of before, but I think uh, you will learn some things today from Liam Cohen. And, uh, yeah, I think this will be something people will really yeah. like. I think he's a well-spoken guy who has big plans for this offense, and you will be fired up. And I think it's the perfect day to run it, Sean. I happened to to hold up, you know, but we, we held on to it as long as we did. But it comes at a time where people will be ready. Yeah, people are ready, I think, for football at this point. We uh, we held on to this thing for two weeks. And we had to get creative with how we recorded it because we did a phone call. So we, we always do Zoom. So we had to, uh, to do it that way. But it worked out. Uh, we've just kind of archived it. And you mentioned Blue Wire Pods, which this podcast is now powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub with three locations, one in Pondville, one in Williamsburg. And then the third one in London will be opening on April 15th. You can visit thebutcherspub.com, or you can check out all three of those Facebook pages. Yeah, Derek, you're right, though. It's it's Kentucky football time. Given a rough basketball season, I think this fan base is so ready for football. Had this been a normal year, and had they been able to have a spring game in Kroger Field, might have exceeded a lot of – that's the thing. If they would have been able to have it capacity, I think it would have been capacity, given that nobody's been able to do capacity for a long time. I think so, too. Yeah, I think people are ready, and for better or worse, um, I don't know how – coaches like might get tired of this. Actually, I know they'll get tired of this by the time fall gets here. But any year that you have a QB – competition, an open quarterback battle, that really sparks a lot of interest. And you will be trying to find people, especially with closed practices this year, trying to find out how the QB competition is going. But that's not the only spot. Um, Obviously, quarterback will be the one that gets discussed the most, but you've got new offensive line coach, a couple, at least one open spot on the offensive line, pretty much two with center. We know it's going to be Quentin Wilson at center, but that's that's a big task replace Drake Jackson after all those years. You feel good about Darian Kennard moving to left tackle because he's one of the best in college football, but still a new position for him from what he's used to playing. So yeah. that leaves a right tackle battle. Uh, you got the wide receiver room. I mean, yeah, we know the names. Josh Ali and Wondell Robinson will be the two big ones. But, hey, with this offense, 
who are some of the guys that step up? I mean, there are just a lot of questions and a lot of storylines that I know people are interested in hearing. And at the very least, we'll be closer to perhaps getting some tidbits out of that. And that will start uh, today with Mark Stoops talking uh, about about his expectations for spring football and things like that. So it'll be interesting, Sean. I'm, I'm hoping the Zoom things will go away by this fall. But for this spring, that's how we're going to have to do things. And I know all the reporters will do the best they can to, to get some all the U.K. football cravings that people have because I think uh, certainly this year people are, are really fired up for what, what could happen in the SEC. Yeah, and, a, and a lot of storylines, right? A lot of guys that you're interested in. Yeah. You're interested. Obviously, one quarterback's not on campus yet and won't be for a little bit longer in Levis. Yeah. Uh, you're obviously interested in Joey Gatewood and Bo Allen. That's a storyline in itself. you got Wondell Robinson coming home. you got Josh Ali coming back, uh, an offensive line that's trying to – I mean, replace. Let's let's just call it. I mean, they're they lost some pillars to this program. I mean, you're talking Landon Young, Drake Jackson. Those are some guys that have helped win you a lot of football games. You're excited about the backfield. You're excited about everything on the defensive side. I, there's a lot of excitement that sitting there in November after back to back just blowout losses to Florida and Alabama. I was kind of looking at how are we even going? How's anybody even going to get excited come yeah. spring? Boy, that that ended quickly. Yeah, and think about this too. It's it kind of stinks for the fans, especially in a tough year. Just, you know, I know a lot of people use UK sports as an outlet, and I feel bad that fans not only had the rough 2020 year, regardless, like we all had, but then UK basketball was not much fun to watch this year. They didn't win very much, first of all, but then even then, they weren't a whole lot of fun to watch. UK football was not very much fun to watch. They Managed to get the five wins, and they ended the season on a high note with a win in a bowl game. But this feels like a fresh start, I think, for, for everybody. Spring is a time of optimism. Certainly the fall is, too, before the first game is played. Um, but, no, this will be the first time with Liam Cohen that you'll hear how, how practice is going. I mean, you'll hear from the players. He'll get out there, and I think some new thoughts will be formulated. Because you got to think up to this point, Cohen has only seen these guys on film. I mean, he, he can watch them work out or whatever, but – He's not been able to work with these guys. So you get 15 practices, and I believe Tuesday would be the first day of spring practice. We'll hear from Mark Stoops today, but I believe Tuesday is the first day to actually get out there. So you got 15 opportunities. Unlike most years, they don't split it up. Usually pre-pandemic, they would practice for a week. Spring break would happen. They'd come back and finish up. Well, that's not going to be the case this year. They're going straight through. So what do you always pray for, Sean, in spring football? No injuries, right? You want to get out of that thing healthy. And uh, that'll be the main thing. But a lot of work to go into this, and uh, it's just a bummer that because typically we would get to go in and watch a spring practice and and, and see some of these guys because these these QB this QB battle cornerback is a spot there are some guys. Line, I mean, really every every position group has its own questions besides maybe running back. Now that's, I am that's one spot that's that's loaded. I am wondering if they're if we will at some point maybe get the do B roll opportunity or something from a distance. I Maybe so. I'd like to at least one. Uh, and if we get to do that, I think that would be uh, sign number one that we're moving towards normal, in my opinion. If we get to do that, and if we do get to do that, I'm sure we'll be kind of giddy to to get back oh, yeah. out there and see it. And you you all will know if that's something. When when I speak of B-roll, we're obviously talking about photos and video and everything else because there's a lot of guys on this roster, Derek. We don't have anything of. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you got you know what. Uh, Everything last year was provided by UK, which rightfully so. It's what you would expect in a pandemic, uh, that they would send things out. And they were really good early in the year about sending out video. 
they were really good about sending out photos after every single practice. I hope they get back to that because yeah. I think it helps, especially when you can't be there. But uh, especially when you got new coaches on, I mean, who has anything of Cohen right now? Exactly. Yeah, we don't have anything of Cohen in UK gear. Just Photoshop, and you Photoshop him from that Ram stuff that he was wearing or whatever. Put put a little UK logo on him. But yeah, the new running back coach, I would assume, is in town uh, by this point with spring ball starting. But and we will um, definitely have something about that coming up too. When everything, uh, I'm sure there'll be a Zoom press conference and everything. Yeah, that's not yet official, and I'm looking. Yeah, his contract's not been updated yet either. But, yeah, like, so you got Liam, you got Eric Wolford uh, as a new guy on the staff. So, yeah, I mean, new faces, you know, you have some transfers at Wandell. We've not seen Wandell in the U.K. uniform yet. That, that should come out here probably tomorrow or Tuesday whenever they practice for the and first we're, time. And we're going to try to get some people on the podcast over the course of the next few weeks. We'll look, especially when it's over with and they get that week or so going into the off season. that's when we'll – I think that's when you want to talk to people because then they have a full – the full effect of the spring, they can what notes come out of the spring. You're going to have your guys that win the spring that we're probably not even talking about right now that we're going to be talking a lot about mm-hmm. here in a few weeks. And here's the thing, Derek, spring football always kind of falls to the side because one, it always happens when Kentucky's going to the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament. Right now, spring football is at the forefront when it comes to this, and that, that that's honestly that's probably a first in a long time. Maybe ever. Ever. Yep. Yep. Because uh, I was trying to think, you got the the minor on these quotation marks, sports at UK. You got softball's doing well. Volleyball's still going. Baseball's going. But you know what we've kind of forgotten about, at least I have, the women's basketball team is still playing, technically. They just haven't uh, had their selection show or whatever. That's yeah, tonight. That is tonight. Okay. So, yeah, Monday night they'll find that out. Uh but, yeah, I mean, you got that stuff going on. But the priority, I do think, in terms of discussion, will be Kentucky basketball roster situation. And then, two, how are the quarterbacks doing? Don't you think that's how it's going to go? How I mean, many back questions are we going to get in a few weeks? Uh, kind of the quarterback job. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's yeah. the thing. This interview with Liam Cohen, I think you'll hear some interesting things about what he has to say about the QB situation. Shed some really interesting light, I think, on – how Will Levis will approach the spring because, of course, he's the one guy who's not going to be here to to work physically with Liam in practice. But some cool stuff I thought he mentioned. That was the biggest stand out to me, the technology and how that has helped or will help uh, Will Levis' spring. So he had some other great things to say. I thought it was a great interview. Hopefully we can get Brad White too. Uh, yeah. I would love to be able to hear from UK's defensive coordinator. Brad's always been a great interview, very forthcoming, um, very detailed in what he has to say. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I think it will be informative, just like Liam. But that's that's my hope that you learn something from Liam from today's episode and. uh Hey, it probably probably gets you a little bit more excited for for spring ball as well. And, and Liam also touches on the impact of Wando Robinson coming home to Kentucky. He we talk about the offensive line, you know, and what how how important is it, Derek, that they have some experienced guys coming back on that offensive line that you don't want to come in as a new offensive coordinator with a new scheme and everything without some firepower there. Uh, so we're not going to waste your time any longer. We can we can build up Liam Combe.
all we want, but you came to this podcast to hear from the Kentucky Offensive Coordinator himself, so let's just go ahead and jump right into that. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Now we're joined by Kentucky Offensive Coordinator Liam Cohen. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate you having me on. Coach, yeah, like Sean said, thanks for being on here. Uh, it's been a big few months for you. Uh, you know, you get an offensive coordinator job with an SEC program. I saw on your Twitter you got engaged for that. Um, now that you've been here about a month or two, how's the transition kind of been? It's been, like you mentioned, a whirlwind, you know, couple months here. And um, just to finish out the season in L.A. with, with going to the playoffs again and um, having another great year there and, and then getting engaged, like you mentioned, the, the week before I got the job, you know, before I flew out here. So it's been wild. Um, I'll, I'll be lying if I, if, you know, I woke up the morning after I got engaged on the beach in Malibu and I looked left and I looked right and all I saw was coastline and beach and sun. And I said, well, where the heck am I going right now? But, uh, it was it was definitely a whirlwind and and since getting here it's been phenomenal um i'm not you know i'm not an la guy but i grew up on the beach so i will miss miss the beach a little bit but it's been great um the people have been fantastic um just it's been great to get around the guys and the players and and the coaches so um it's been a wild you know month here but it's been great so far Coach, what was your familiarity with the Kentucky football program prior to, you know, getting the call from Mark Stoops? Um, Tim Couch. Um, I, I remember him when I was younger. Uh, number two, I remember, I remember his life. I think I mentioned this early on, the long sleeves, big baggy sleeves that he wore. And um, just I remember them being unbelievable throwing the football. Um, I remember uh, Jared Lorenzen. I remember – uh, Woodson a little bit. I think he was just before I started playing. Um, you know, so I, I remember those those guys being uh, proficient throwing the football, specifically when how Mummy was there. I've read Mike Leach's books and um, a lot of mention of Kentucky football in there. So, um, and then obviously the basketball program, just athletics in general. I'd heard that it was a, a great school for athletics, cool place to live, and. Um, you know, that's probably about the the extent of what I had heard about Kentucky football, to be honest. Liam, you obviously had a had a great career uh, at UMass. Someone I wanted to ask you about was your backup quarterback at UMass, Scott Woodward. Saw that he has uh, joined Kentucky staff as an offensive analyst. Obviously, some some transition on the full time staff there. Cool for taking over at offensive line. There will be a new running backs coach, and then some other guys who have been here for for a few years, but for you to have someone that you obviously have a, a long history with to be able to join the staff and work with someone like that, just how important was it to you to have someone like that here? It was huge. Um, it's always something, you know, Scott and I, like you mentioned, we played together, we lived together. 
Um, and then I got him hired. You know, we got him brought up to UMass when I was coaching the quarterbacks there. Uh, I was able to work with him again at UMass at our alma mater, like you mentioned. Uh, I was the best man in his wedding. Um, and just having Scott up here, he he's really the type of person that we see things through the same lens from a playing and coaching standpoint, but he also has some uh, a little bit more spread history where he was an offensive coordinator at a Division three school, Fairleigh Dickinson. He was a little bit more spread at that time and has really been able to study more of the college game than I have over the last few years now. So he'll bring some ideas that will um, open my eyes up, I think, to some other uh, ways of moving the football and being successful on offense. And he's also somebody that um, can basically tell me what I want to, you know, what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. Um, and, and and that's something that sometimes I want to fight him for it, but also uh, that's really ultimately what brothers do. And, and he can, he can tell me when I'm, when I'm, you know, not right or when he thinks there might be a better way. And, um, I, I respect that opinion for sure. So it's been great to have him here so far. Liam, this is a program under Mark Stoops that has done an excellent job of not only winning during the, the regular season and, and the bowl season, but they, they do a really good job winning the off season as well. Uh, mm-hmm. ever, ever since you're hired, there, there's been a ton of positive momentum, whether that be recruiting guys, you know, returning uh, to Kentucky for a senior season, uh, the transfer portal, how big is that positive momentum to to jumpstart, you know, even coming off of a year dealing with COVID and not being able to get face-to-face with recruiting, how big is that to still have some positive momentum going into the summer and now to the season in the fall? It's huge. Like, like you mentioned, I think um, just building on the success that they've already had here. I mean, um, what is it now, five or six straight bowl games that they've now they've been to and um, – and I just think that anytime you're playing in the postseason, um, you're doing something right. And I do believe that there's a strong culture here. And that's probably a big reason why a lot of those guys came back. I'm not sure it had anything to do with me. I'm, I'm, but it had a lot more to do with Coach Stoops and the, and, the, and the program he's built and the guys being able to have a chance to play with each other for another year. Um, and then, like you mentioned, some of the – transfer portal and, and recruiting um i'd be you know i gotta believe hiring somebody from the nfl has helped some of that stuff whether it be me or whether it was going to be somebody else i'm sure that that's helped uh build on some of the success and, and energy that they had winning that bowl game against nc state in a year that was just uh, something you just could never account for i mean we struggled with the day-to-day in the nfl and there's a lot more money and resources that we could have and, and be able to utilize at that level I can only imagine what it was like in the college football game so it's been great it's, it's been huge to get a couple of those transfers as you mentioned to get in here getting Kennard back Josh Ali and Riggs back on offense um, that was big to get those guys back and just to start to work towards this whole thing and, and putting in a new system um, it's always great when you can end on a positive note especially, like you mentioned, going into the off season into spring football. So you're, you're going to be asked about the quarterbacks a lot, probably every single interview you do um, until the <laughs> season starts. So the only question I am going to ask in, in regards to quarterback is kind of an is- interesting situation. I've not really 
seen at least here at Kentucky where you're obviously going to have these practices with Bo, you're having with Joey, the other QBs on the roster, but you already have a commitment as well from Will Levis. I know a guy you're familiar with from all the way back in his high school days. So with Will not being here this spring, I guess kind of what is your message to him in regards to his preparation and things like that? Because obviously you'll have the, the face-to-face interaction with Bo and Joey and those other guys, uh, but I right. guess you have that with Will. So kind of what's your message to him to, to work on this offseason? I think the beauty, the beauty of this thing is now that, I mean, as much as COVID and all those things have shocked and, and made our world so much different now, it's actually helped a situation like this where everything can be done on Zoom. And a lot of these meetings, I mean, shoot, we're doing recruiting official visits on Zoom. So it's like, it's pretty, it's not weird now to be able to have that interaction where I'm holding a meeting and he's Zooming in. And um, he's able to jump on, line and see all of our video and all of our installs and he has access to all that he's got a username and password for all that stuff so honestly um yeah i'm a firm believer in face-to-face you know communication i i firmly believe in that but for the situation i don't think it's the worst case in the world i mean he's going to be graduating from penn state in a finance degree in three years i understand him wanting to do that um, he's the type of kid who had every Ivy League school out of, out of high school for the most part. He's pretty intelligent. I, I trust that he's going to handle this situation with, with just the ability to be fluid and work at this thing. And I do think that he's got the intangibles and some of the work ethic necessary. Now, will he be behind? Yeah, sure. He's going to be behind. Um, these guys are working with me every day and I'm working with them. So, um, I do think that there will be a learning curve, but because of COVID and because of the internet now and, uh, technology, I don't think he'll be as far behind as you may think. And, and Liam, some of the biggest news of the off season was obviously the addition of Wondell Robinson, you know, coming home to Kentucky. What does a guy like that do to your offense? It's huge. Um, anytime you can get a playmaker in your system or in your program, um, it, it's just so beneficial. The type of guy that ultimately, when you get the ball in his hands, can be special. Um, I can coach a lot of kids. Um, I know a lot of kids in, around the world, around the country, that can catch a hitch route and get tackled. That's not really doing that's just the bare bones. That's really should be the, the floor. We're looking for guys and trying to pr- develop these players and these kids to be special with the ball in their hands. Um, and that's something he is. Uh, so it will be my job to get him the football as much as possible. And I think the one thing about Wondell is from being around him and also talking with some of his former coaches, he's a gym rat. I mean, he's a total gym rat who knows the system, I'd say, probably the most out of a lot of people right now already. Um, He's watching football when he's probably not in school or not doing the things he needs to do outside of football. He's watching football all the time. He's always up in the facility asking to watch film, asking to watch Cooper Cup's routes and all these things. I mean, so 
it makes it easy to coach a guy like him because the desire and, and, and the studying and all the things that he puts into it, it's just going to make him that much of a better football player. So it makes it easy to move him around and do different things with him because he can handle so much of it. And, and that's what I'm excited about is just having the opportunity to coach a guy that's going to put that time in and put the work into it because it makes it easier to get him the football. Kentucky obviously had a lot of success the last few years with the inside run game. Uh, I know in an interview maybe last month or so, uh, Mark Stoops was, was very excited about the outside zone run possibilities, things like that that you will bring. For these running backs who are coming back, what, what will the emphasis be for them this spring? What kind of learning curve uh, do you think they'll face with, with this offense? Um, I definitely think that there will be a learning curve for them. Um, they were – primarily a tight zone team here over the last couple of years and and that's worked you know that's been a good staple for them um we need to continue to run the football at a high at a high level like they've done um but yeah i i would think that incorporating some of these new run schemes and concepts may be a little bit different um it just changes some of their landmarks a little bit of a wider track on the wide zone stuff um and then really um, getting them a little bit more involved in the pass game, I think, is something that could be a winning edge for us. Um, just to be able to get them out. If there's no blitz, let's get these guys out in the route concepts, understand where they fit into the route concepts, and, and get them the football, whether it be in some free-release scat stuff, five-man protection, get the back out fast, whether it's empty, and we get those guys incorporated in some of the pass game. Or in the screen game, I think that we need to get these guys some touches out of the backfield because ultimately, you know, Chris Rodriguez is arguably one of our biggest weapons on offense. And we all know we can run the football, but why not try find, to find other ways to get him the football in space uh, and make people one-on-one -on -one tackle him? I think that that's something that is one of his strengths. And um, I think getting those guys, it'll be more of a learning curve, I think, with the pass game and trying to get them incorporated within the concepts that may be a little bit of a bigger jump for those guys. Now, we've, we've spent some time talking about the skill guys, but but i got to ask you about the experience returning on the offensive line. Does that help you sleep at night knowing you got guys like Darian Kennard, Luke Fortner, who chose to use another year? How, how much does that help going into your first year? Huge. Um, that absolutely allows me to sleep at night. Um especially getting around those guys. Um, I knew Coach Slarman did a phenomenal job with them. You could see it on tape. At the end of the day, these guys, your tape's your resume, right? And just seeing that the way that they played, snap in and snap out, you knew they were very well coached and they, they played their tails off. Um, then you get around them and see how physically big they are. In person was um, – was that that was much more exciting for me was to get around them, see their demeanor, their personalities. Um, I told them, you know, that's the biggest thing about what I feel about going in, into these this thing and huddling a little bit is the first thing that the defense sees when you break the huddle is your offensive line. And I want them to see that first and foremost every single time we snap the huddle, uh, break the huddle. And I think that if our offense – can really take on the demeanor and personality of our offensive line will be a good offense 
because there's just not too many of them out there that are just unless you're at Alabama or you know LSU last year a couple of years ago where it's just all skill 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 if you can't run the football and protect you got no shot and um I love the guys up front so far I think coach Wolf's done a phenomenal job with them since getting here I uh, love working with him so far and um man it definitely eases your mind when you know you've got some guys up front that a, put in the work, but a B, are super talented. Liam, great stuff. We uh, appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to join us, and best of luck at Kentucky this season. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate your time having me on. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.